What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the first ever episode of The Night Shift. Man, what's up, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. And welcome to the first episode of my new podcast, The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, and I always will be, Zach Hernandez. Um, So as some of you may know, I also have a podcast that I've been doing called Grab Don't Slap. I do that with four of my really good friends, Josh, Jason, Patrick, and Royce. And that's where we talk about the NBA. We give our stances on, you know, current NBA topics, all things NBA we discussed there. And you can find that podcast everywhere. Um, But now I'm also going to be coming out with my own podcast. And that is where the night shift comes in. Um, This is going to be a podcast for me where I can get other get friends on people in this media um, and just get people on so we can discuss, debate and have conversations about everything going on in the sports world. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to have some friends on. I'm going to have people I meet through podcasting. Um, So it's going to be a it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And actually, one of my good friends, Vince, he's going to hop on this podcast, uh, this episode in a few moments. Once I'm done kind of going over everything about this podcast, he's going to come on. He made a few appearances on my on a grab don't slap a few times. So you guys may know him. He always comes with the spicy takes. Um, but anyways, I want to go over just a few things about what this podcast is is going to be and what it's going to look like. So, like I said, it's just going to be a place for me to kind of uh, debate with other people and talk with other people about mostly NFL and NBA things. Um, definitely we'll have some MLB talk as well. Uh, but I definitely think the main focus will be N- NBA, MLB uh, and uh, NBA and NFL. Um, but yeah, some some baseball for sure. Some fantasy sports, most definitely. Um, and it's gonna, it's definitely gonna be a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people, when I told that I was gonna make this podcast, they asked what the night shift meant, um, where that came in. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll explain it real fast. So I have this app. Uh, it's called Halftime, and that's a, that's an app where you can. Um, it's like social media just for sports, though. It's sports content. You make posts, you make polls, you could talk in audio rooms, and um, it's actually a lot of fun. So I, I know a few people on that app, and we've been talking a whole lot. Um, and after I'm a warrior fan. So after every warriors game, me and a few, me and a few guys would go on at nighttime and just like every night after every warrior game, we would just be talking for, for like an hour or two about, you know, all things warriors or whatever, what we thought about the game. And at one point I was like, man, we're the, we're always the ones on here. Like we're like the night shift of this app. And then I kind of liked it because it kind of stuck with me because I've always been a guy. I've always been a guy who's uh like kind of stayed up late kind of got i've been more productive at nighttime um and that's when i've listened to podcasts i listen to music i do my thing at night so i kind of thought it was cool and i was like well if i make a podcast that'd be a cool name like the night shift this is where people can listen to it at night obviously you can listen to it anytime of the day you want to but 
Um, I just thought it kind of sounded cool. And that, and that's a big part too. I think it's able to stick in people's heads. I don't know how many sports podcasts are called the night shift. Cause I, so I thought that was a good idea. There might be some podcasts out there called that, but uh, this'll, this'll overtake it. When you search the night shift, this'll hopefully be the first thing you see. <laughs> um, but so yeah, that's where the night shift comes in. Um, a little bit about me. Like I said, I have another podcast called grab don't slap where I talk about the NBA. So I'm a big sports fan, obviously, or else I would be doing this, but I'm a big, I'm from the Bay area. So I'm a big 49ers warriors and giants fan. I, I'll support my team's, till the day I die. But it's, you know, aside from that, I, I love the games. Also, obviously I love my teams and I'm always going to support them, but I also just love focusing on the whole league and all the great talent and players in the leagues playing these sports at such high levels. I think it's a lot of fun to watch, witness, talk about, discuss and debate. So that's why I started this podcast, so I can have some friends on here and some people on here that we can just go back and forth. So I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm definitely excited to do it. I'm going to hop right into, into the actual conversing. I just kind of wanted to get a few things out of the way and show you guys uh, who I am, what this podcast is going to look like. And that'll be it for the intro, I think. In just a few moments, I'm going to have my, Vince, uh, my friend Vince come on, and we're going we're gonna, to – we have a few topics. We're going to talk about the – NFL free agency, who we think the winners and losers are. And we are also going to give our play in tournament predictions. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to go take a break real fast, but I'll be just back and I'll be right back in a moment. Um, so I'll see you in a bit. And we're back and I am not alone. Like I said, I was having one of my friends come on. One of my friends who he made a few appearances on my Grab Don't Slap podcast. He always comes with the spicy takes. I got my boy, Vince. Say what up, Vince. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. I'm glad to have you. I think it was a very fitting person to have on my first episode. You you made some great conversation on my last podcast, and we always have some some good debates when it comes to sports. Um, so like we talked about, there's a few things we're going to cover. Uh, we want to talk about the play-in tournament, NFL free agency. Uh, but before we hop into that, I'm going to put you on the spot here real fast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you just a few questions just so the people can kind of know who they're listening to. So first question, as you know, this podcast mostly covers NFL, NBA, and a little MLB. So who are your, what teams do you root for, yeah. if any? Yeah, they're really weird and all over the place, but there is like logic kind of behind it. Uh, I'm a huge New York Jets fan. That's my by far my favorite team in all of sports ever since I was like seven years old. Uh, I've watched the Jets game randomly, and I, I don't know, ever since I was a diehard Jets fan, uh, you know, I was big back in the Sanchez days, um, good times. But obviously, yeah, we had the longest playoff drought in the NFL, so it's tough. But uh, I'm always faithful to the Jets. Uh, NBA, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. Um, but to be honest, like I've, I have way less faith in the Kings than I do the Jets. Um, they're such an awful organization. I'm rooting for the Spurs right now. It's kind of like my second team, like my backup team. Always liked Tim Duncan as a kid. So there's that NHL. I'm a huge San Jose Sharks fan. Um, I have jerseys of like so many NHL teams cause I just love NHL jerseys and, uh, but yeah, huge Sharks fan and MLB. I'm a Dodgers fan. Uh, I know that you hate that and most people I know do, but yeah, I just uh, got back into baseball and that was the team I happened to just start rooting for. Never liked the Giants that much as a kid. So 
I, I'm, I will say that I do feel bad that you are a Jets and Kings <laughs> fan. So I do let the Dodgers thing slide just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I would have rather you chose my, my team from the Bay, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Now this can get a little controversial to some people. I might know your answers, but who are your goats in, in your, in the sports? Um, Whichever ones you. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll start off with the one probably most people don't care about, but NHL it's, it's just barely Gretzky, but to be honest, I actually think uh, Lemieux, if he didn't get injured, I think he would have been over Gretzky, which is kind of a controversial opinion in, in hockey. But if you watch Lemieux, I think he was actually more dominant than Gretzky was and more skilled. Um, MLB, Willie Mays. But, you know, like you said, Barry Bonds, I respect him as the greatest, like, skilled player of all time kind of like the Aaron Rodgers of the NFL, like off pure skill. If you want to say he's the best of all time in quarter, you know, that's how I view Barry Bonds should definitely be in the hall of fame. Um, NFL 100% Tom Brady. Um, yeah. He's not the most skilled, but he's a great leader and, you know, he gets the job done and the playoffs and that's what matters most. And he always gets them to the playoffs. He's never started a year and not even, you know, it's never been a question. Uh, and then NBA, easily Michael Jordan. You know, LeBron is a – he's phony. Um, you know, he's a bitch. He flops all over the place. Like, screw him. Uh, easily Michael Jordan. I love those takes. I think I pretty much agree with all of them. I don't know mo- much about hockey, but I, from what I do know, I feel like I would have – I would say that Gretzky's the GOAT, but you're yeah. somebody that knows a little bit more – a lot more than I do. Yeah. Um, but I do believe Jordan is the GOAT. Brady is the GOAT. And I do think Willie Mays is the go to baseball, but I always like to give respect to Barry Bonds because I agree with you again. He, I think he's the most talented player. Yeah. If he actually won more stuff, I might have him, but he didn't win that much. And I think like you have to knock him for leadership. Like he was kind of a jerk and you know, he didn't, he didn't cultivate a good culture, but yeah. Yeah. But by far the, probably the most feared and dominant. <laughs> yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Of all, of time. all time and I respect what he did like hitting a baseball that can much that consistently is literally the most impressive thing in sports history in my opinion yep i'm with you on that yeah. all right favorite players let's hear it favorite players in uh in each league like current yeah um or all time you can go all time i mean I, I, i'll try to stick to current in the nfl um like i started off hating tom brady a lot like, cause I'm a Jets fan, but to be honest, I kind of started rooting for him because of just how much like hate he gets just for not being like Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jack running like Lamar Jackson. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, it's like that guy has won so much. I, it, and people don't understand too the, um, the nuances of playing quarterback. It's not just about how far you can throw it and how much you can run. Like he, you know, pre-reads the defense, you know, so consistently well, uh, makes adjustments um, and to play in this modern era without, you know, being that slow, I think is really impressive as a quarterback to put up the numbers he's doing. Um, and the NHL, um, I mean, Connor McJesus, I mean, he's like, I honestly, I think he's the most skilled player to ever, you know, put on skates. Like if you watch, I've never seen somebody that crazy. Lumiu, like I said, is, is like right there, but holy crap like you know i think he's better than prime crosby um big jesus is such a sick last yeah i know yeah no he's 
Uh, he just needs to win something. I mean, he, but I, and I think the Oilers actually might have a good enough team to go somewhere, but he has to, like, he's played well in the playoffs, but he has to, like, you know, be insanely good in the playoffs because, yeah, the Oilers are underwhelming as a team, but he is going to have to carry hard. But I think he has the talent to do it. Um, baseball, mm, that's tough. I love Mookie Betts. You know, I'm a Dodgers fan. I, I just like, you know, he just seems like a sick guy. And um, Clayton Kershaw, man, I would want to say that, but, you know, he's choked in the playoffs too many times. So I'll just go with Mookie Betts right now. Um, and then NBA, um, Giannis. I think he, he should be the MVP. No, no question. I mean, if you look at the stats, I find it more impressive than Jokic. I think he's actually more of a president, even though Jokic is kind of underrated defensively uh, when he wants to be. Uh, Giannis is just defensively way more consistent. Uh, and he's super efficient. He Giannis is freaking everything. I mean, he's it's insane how he's not in the MVP conversation. I mean, he is, but like, you know, he's miles ahead of Embiid. It's not even close. So, yeah. Yep. I think I agree with you on that as well. Uh I think Giannis, I think a lot of people, just because he won his MVPs already, um, they're kind of looking at Jokic and Embiid right now. So dumb. Yeah. Giannis is my pick too. Um, anyway, so that's – thanks for answering those questions. Yeah. So people can kind of get a little sense of who your sports background and who you are. Um, yeah. But let's let's start talking about some things. So the uh, this NFL free agency has been probably one of the craziest ones of my lifetime. Um there has been players flip-flopping everywhere um, and, and, you know, going to different teams and trades and all this stuff. So I think it's been pretty crazy. And I kind of want to go over winners and losers from uh, it's not over yet, but, you know, just as of right now, go over some winners and some losers of the free agency time that we've seen. So I came with, I just have a few winners and losers four of each. Um, but I will start off with saying one of my winners is the Cleveland Browns. Um, I 100% I, agree with that so yeah. much. Baker is such, I mean, Deshaun's such an upgrade over Baker. It's not even funny, you know. <laughs> it's not even close. It's so insane. <laughs> um, you know, Deshaun Watson, we haven't seen him play in a little while, but when if he, assuming he returns to his old self, he's a top art, top five quarterback, arguably. You know, he's yeah. so good. Um, and so upgrading at quarterback, but also, getting Amari Cooper for literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. They, they traded a fifth round pick. I think it was for Amari Cooper. Yeah. What? That's crazy. Did they lose anybody on defense? That's the um, only thing I, I thought I couldn't remember if they did or not. Off the top of my head. I can't think of anything. I thought um, they might have lost major. somebody in the secondary, but maybe I'm wrong, but um, yeah. In the off season, they should, I mean, in the draft, they should probably get a, uh, I don't know. Somebody else on the defense. Miles Garrett's great, obviously, but you know, I feel like they're just missing a piece defensively to be, you know, the team in the AFC. But they already have a really, really talented roster, and people like kind of like toss them aside because they're the Cleveland Browns. But I think that's really dumb. I mean, they're they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL. So I yeah. obviously, I you know, I'd be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, they should make the playoffs. I mean, with this offense, I mean, they have one of the best offenses in the league now, I think. I mean, Amari Cooper is one of the more talented receivers in the league, and he's such a good route runner. Yeah. Um, and then you pair him with Deshaun Watson, who's, you know, we've already said it, but he's just so good. So yeah. I this offense is is lethal. 
Mm, two the best running back tandem you know yep. it's ridiculous one two punch back great offensive line yeah this yeah. this team i mean they should have success this year um assuming i mean i don't know how many games Deshaun watson is going to get suspended for like how that's going to look if he gets suspended for a few or whatever but yeah um you know this team should definitely look and it'd be nice for the browns to win something because you know the the browns fans deserve it yeah, they've been the laughing stock of the league for a really long yeah. time oh, now. <laughs> yeah, Jets uh, have kind of took over, but yeah, they they held the mantle for a while. Yep, yep. I mean, also the Lions too, but that's the kind line, of- I I have some hope for the Lions coming up though. Yeah, um, I hope I hope so. I like Dan Campbell a lot. Yep, but um, but the Browns have no doubt been the team everybody has made fun of for yeah. years and years. Um, but so I guess just from the other side of that trade, the Amari Cooper trade. It's not a full loss. Okay, so Dallas is one of my losers just for the sole fact that they let Amari Cooper go for nothing. Um, I they didn't do they didn't make too many moves um, to really help their roster, but trading Amari Cooper for nothing for a fifth round pick to me, that's just an awful move. Um, And that's kind of what lands them in my loser category because Cowboys. I don't. I just. I just. And maybe not as. Maybe their whole team. As, as their whole team is, it's not like their whole thing was a loss, but I just think this Amari Cooper thing was their biggest, was such a big failure, and they didn't get better. They need to get better, and they didn't get better. So yeah, I mean, no. a loss for the Cowboys. I'm surprised, too. That, you know, I actually really liked the Cowboys last season. I, I was shocked at how awful they played against the Niners. Um, I, I don't know. Like, Dak, I mean – He's had a lot of weapons. He's always had a great offensive line. He's always had a running back. I mean, Pollard is really good. Um, I I mean, if, to me this year, if Dak doesn't do anything, like that raises a lot of concerns to have him as your, you know, quarterback on that max contract. You know? mm-hmm. But uh, I would like to see Dallas make some type of move because I don't think they've only downgraded without Amari. So. Yep. Definitely. And I, I like CD lamb a lot, obviously. I mean, he's CD lamb is, is going to emerge as a star soon, yeah. but letting Amari Cooper go for a fifth round pick. is not the right move at all. Yeah, uh, that was got more for him. So yeah. yeah, I got a winner in Cleveland and a loser in Dallas. Another one of my winners. Um, I got to go with the Broncos, the Denver Broncos. I think that their biggest hole was a quarterback. They have, Solid receivers. They have a good running back. Um, they got good. They have a good defense, a solid secondary, and their biggest issue is just a QB. Um, and now they got that. I mean, they got Russell Wilson, who's arguably, I mean, he's a top seven quarterback in the league right now. And I think that he fits that hole pretty perfectly. And I think that's what they needed most. Yeah. I do wonder about the receivers. I mean, um, you know, they've been, they've been him really hyped up. Um, We'll see how that goes. I'm not completely sold on them. They all look like they have a lot of potential, but, you know, potential is potential. They could, you know, who knows? So, I mean, you know, we'll see how his chemistry is with them. I honestly, though, like, I might have Denver at the bottom of that division just because they're young. I don't, I sometimes question Russ's leadership because uh, yeah, I think he quit on the Seahawks, to be honest, towards the end. Um, like last year, it just looked like he didn't even want to play. So, you know, we'll see about that. But if I had to pick a loser in that division, I would pick the Broncos because I'm still not completely sold on them. But I definitely do think that was a much better move than Drew Locke. Like, he's so bad. Like, oh, my God. 
So, yeah. 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 There's, I mean, there definitely can be some sort of question mark with the receivers just because of, you know, their lack of experience and they're not been in the league for long. And how is their chemistry going to be with Russ? But, you know, I, I, I have a lot of faith in, I like Jerry Judy. I like Cortland Sutton. Um, I think. Yeah. Jerry Judy gets too much hate. Like, yeah, his hands, you know, weren't good, haven't been great, but like, that's something you can easily fix. Like everybody was scared when Jamar Chase in the preseason was dropping, you know, all those balls. It's like, that doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it, I think it's kind of rare too. Receivers usually get better with that over time, unless you're like Michael Crabtree, who always had those like kind of, you know, butter fingers. I, I, like I said, he was so talented and amazing route runner, but Oh, if he, if he could only like, you know, fix that issue, but yeah. That issue costed us. Cost <laughs> yeah. us its, oh man. Um, but yeah, I also, I actually do agree with you though. I, if I were to list my AFC West, I would have Denver finishing last, which says a lot cause I'm high on Denver. I think they're going to be good, but that division is literally insane. That might be one yeah. of the most talented divisions that in NFL history. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Denver, I mean, but they, you know, they, they did good uh, trading for, for uh, Russell Wilson, but I think Seattle, you know, they got a good haul in return. So yeah, um, they got a lot of picks and stuff. Another loser of mine, the Baltimore Ravens. And the reason I have the Ravens as a loser, it's not necessarily something that they did. It's just what they didn't do. Mm -hmm. I I'm a guy who (laughs) I have Lamar had a great MVP season. There's obviously no doubt about it, but the last two years he's looked okay. Obviously nowhere near the level of his MVP year. He hasn't had much to work with, which is true. I mean, he hasn't. He's had injuries on his team, and he's never had a number one wide receiver like some of these other quarterbacks have. But I can't really rank Lamar super high because I haven't seen much from him after that one year. Um, and now I think he just needs – because they, they have a decent roster. Decent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I'm not going to say decent, but they have a roster where they, they just need – they need receivers right now for Lamar. Not just receivers, but they need receivers for Lamar to, I think, to uh, help Lamar live up to his full potential and play at his best. And they they don't do that. Um, and I think that's what kind of that's what Lamar needs right now. And they're not going to help him out in that way. So I don't think I think the Ravens kind of lost this free agency. I 100 percent agree. I think the Ravens have done an awful job getting Lamar <laughs> weapons. I mean, Hollywood Brown, he sucks. Uh I mean, he, he's a wide receiver. Three. I mean, yeah, he's a wide receiver three. It's but. embarrassing. though. It's like, you got a franchise quarterback and I, I, you know, I love what John Harbaugh did, like making the offense, you know, like the way it works around him, but you got to have like, you know, people to like the defense has to worry about rather than Lamar. I've never seen, I feel like if there's any quarterback who carries a team on their back the most, it's easily Lamar. Um, the offensive line to me shaky sometimes. I know they have some good linemen, but like watching the games, I'm like, eh, like it just feels like there's so much weight on that guys. And you know, Andrews is, you know, he's good, but you know, he's not Kelsey or Kittle. You know, yeah. um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. The Ravens have not been aggressive enough in the past few off seasons. Yeah, and I yeah, they just. They need they need to help out Lamar. I think. Yeah. To be fair, I, they I, did get injury. That was really like oh, yeah. unfair. Like you know, so many of their players like got hurt before the season even started. So I will give them that. But mm-hmm. still, like it's not like many of their receivers got hurt. I mean, you know, like the receiving yeah. core is just like a glaring need. I don't know why if, they didn't inquire Amari Cooper at all. I mean, maybe they did. I didn't hear about it, but. Like I would be willing if I was a Ravens to give up a second and a third for Amari. 
Yeah. Maybe they'll go after AB. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I would. Because they just too. don't don't expect him to like stay on the team. Just expect say, hey, we'll just take him as long as we can. And mm-hmm. you know, in that time we'll have a better chance of winning because he's still a great receiver. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I mean, AB is one of the more talented receivers in the league, and there's no doubt sure. about that. Um all right, another winner. Another winner I have. The Raiders. Yeah. Um, I think they're one of the oh, biggest that was winners. Such a win. I think they're probably they might be the biggest winner. Maybe the next team I have, but may, they might be the biggest winner uh in the entire offseason because one thing that I heard a lot from NFL fans was the AFC West is too good and the Raiders don't stand a chance. So they should trade Carr, they should trade Waller. And they should just restart and then and focus on a few years when they actually have a chance. And I was like, listen, that is that is just such a stupid tactic because, yeah, the AFC West is loaded, but the Raiders have talent. Derek Carr's top 10 quarterback, Waller's top four tight end, um, you know, Max Crosby, one of the best linemen, Hunter Renfro. He's a he's such a good route runner. I mean, they have talent here. You have to bolster up. And that's what they did. Yeah, Signing that was a great move. I don't even care about salary cap, dude. It's like salary cap really even make a difference. The cap, the Saints were like minus 60 million, like or like a year ago. And now they're like, have some of the most cap space in the NFL. Like Mm -hmm. the caps cap space is a joke. You know, it's become a joke in the NFL. So you might as well just spend the big bucks. I mean, it's not like it's going to make much of a difference. I mean, at some point it can, but I mean, if you're smart enough, you know, you can, maneuver your way around it so yeah that was a, that was such an easy um choice for the raiders and i i mean honestly the trade it's not like they gave that much to the packers either i know uh, yeah I mean, that was yeah he, he's the best receiver in the league i mean Devontae adams is arguably at least in my opinion he's the best receiver in the league and then yep. he he's former team i mean college teammates with uh, Derek carr so they already have a little connection they're good friends that helps with with uh, chemistry wise and I'll say for the Packers, though, I mean, uh, they did, I guess they're because they were going to extend Rodgers that much. I think they actually had to, you know, let him go because Devontae wanted that 30 million. Um, and I mean, you know, they the trade for them, I mean, you know, they didn't really have an option. So it's like, you know, it's kind of a, it's a loss for them, but it's like you can't really blame them for it. Because I are the only thing you can blame is them. I, if I was a Packers, I would have moved on from Rodgers, to be honest, because it just isn't working. You know, like they, they've had amazing that on my opinion, the past like four years, they probably had the best overall, you know, roster in the NFL and they haven't gotten to the Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. And I think that kind of points to the leadership issue in Aaron Rodgers. Yep. A hundred percent agree with that. Um but I will, and I also wanted to add real fast for the Raiders. Um, also signing uh, Chandler Jones as a good move for them as well on the defensive side of the ball. So you know the Raiders did a good job. They're they are my pick to win the AFC West this year. Um, that division can go either any way for super talented teams, but I have the Raiders coming out on top. But like you were talking about the Packers, um, still a I, good team. People like yeah, you know they're they're trashing on them. Like they're still you know a contender. Obviously, just. You know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if they made it to the championship game, but I would be shocked if they won it, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I, they took a loss losing Devontae just because of the, uh, just the surface level fact that Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league and they lost him. Um, they got a decent, like, you know, 
they got some things back in return. It's not like the Amari Cooper trade. Yeah. Um, they got some things back, but overall, you lost the best receiver in football. That's a loss in itself. Yeah. Um, and I'm still very, very confused on the whole Jordan Love situation and why. That, that's that's a failed experience. I don't know. I don't believe in him. I just have a bad feeling about him. Well, I feel then bad again, for Yeah, I mean, it's just an, a weird situation to be in. It's such a I, weird situation. Yeah. I mean, they should honestly just, like, trade him somewhere. I don't know. For, like, a depth piece or something. But, uh, I mean, the Packers, they're they're underrated. I mean, they, they have uh, – if Jerry Alexander stays healthy – all of next season with Eric Stokes. That's a great cornerback tandem. Um, you know, they still have AJ Dillon's really good. I really love AJ Dillon. I think he's he's a great uh running back, underrated. Um, Tanyan's a good tight end, still have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Defense could use a little bit more of a buff. Uh they lost his area Smith, but you know, uh they could get that back in the draft with the picks they got. So I'm, I'm still not too worried about the Packers as some people yeah. are. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so that was a loss. Now my final winner, can you take a guess? Um, any, any guesses? It's tough. Um, that, sure. This team could are dolphins, be, not the dolphins. That's a good pick though. I didn't even have them on there. They, they're a winner. Um, uh, nothing. No, I no, I can't think. The Chargers. Um, oh, I I yeah. like the I like the JC Jackson signing a lot. Um, and I like the Khalil Mack trade a lot. And uh, you know, and also re-signing Mike Williams because I think that I mean Mike Williams, they gave him a lot of money, but to be able to have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, who are arguably two wide receiver ones, um, in one wide receiver group, that's huge. And then obviously adding an arguably the best corner in the league. And then also Khalil Mack. Give me the chargers of a big W. I question, like I haven't watched Khalil Mack in like, you know, over a year. So I don't even know, you know, how good he is still, but if he's still like Khalil Mack level good, then I mean, yeah, that's, that's great. And uh, I think honestly, the chargers, yeah, a big issue is defense. Um, Khalil Mack and uh, Bosa on that line that, that could be ridiculous. So I, I, I hope they win though, because the Chargers are my favorite team um, in the AFC West. So I'm, I'm rooting for him. Herbert, you know, he's still, his rookie year was good. There were some moments in his sophomore year where I was like, eh, you know, like um, he's still young and prone to mistakes, but uh, he seems like a good guy. And, you know, hopefully he could take it up another level this season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, and I think the biggest hole for this team was there defense especially we saw that in that game where they played the chiefs they just Ugh. scored so much but they just their defense couldn't stop them so yeah you know khalil mack he's definitely getting older but you know he's still going to be a threat um on the defensive side and also jc jackson is jc jackson so um i like those moves a lot for for the chargers i was about to call them san diego which they yeah. should have stayed they there. should be yeah <laughs> but um they're down in la um you got any more opinions on that i got one more team in my loser column um, I'm trying to think of some other teams that I think. Oh, losers! The Patriots, they didn't yeah, really do anything, it. and they lost. I don't know what they're doing. You know, um, I don't, I don't know if they can make the playoffs. I mean, Mac Jones, I think, is good enough to. He's a you know solid QB, but uh, they mm-hmm. got to I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't do any, literally anything. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't know what the Patriots are doing. They lost a lot. 
they lost a lot of guys and they didn't bring in they just traded for uh Devontae Parker, but that's it. Oh, it's not like yeah. that was it. I yeah. I mean I like Devontae Parker, but that's not yeah. really their biggest need right now. They they didn't they have a self decent wide receiver group. Yeah, you know, they, they had some other holes I think they should have filled first. Yeah, and I always think they're gonna be a decent team because Belichick is uh, you know, I think the goat of coaches. Um like so I think they're always gonna be a lead, they're always gonna be a mid team at least. You know, I can't yeah. see them going like anything six wins or under. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. That's a good pick. Also um, the Jets, my team, I think they've done, you know, decent this year. They you know, obviously no huge moves, like crazy moves, but um, you know, I th- I I love the moves Joe Douglas has made the past, you know, ever since he uh join the jets and um i'm excited for you know the four and ten pick i really hope we could somehow get metcalf it's looking like it's we're not going to because seattle really wants to keep him and i he seems to be okay with staying in seattle but man that'd be so sick if uh zach wilson had metcalf as you know his like bigger receiver with a wide uh catch radius and then have elijah morris more of a deep threat and you know some other guys we have barrios as a shallow cross guy Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think the Jets have also done well. Yeah, the I agree. Bills, yeah, and the the Dolphins have done good too. But the Bills have been also kind of like they've been able to maintain, I guess. So yeah, they gave uh Von Miller a big old contract. Yeah, Von Miller, like I mean, we'll he see. Von Miller looked better than I think he may maybe is because he was on you know such a great defensive team. Yeah. Uh, but the Bills definitely need defense because they should have won that champion. I mean that uh that that game yep yep it's ridiculous um but i do want to touch on the jets too because i think they had a good offseason i think signing lakin tomlinson from the niners i was sad to see him go yeah um uh, cj uzama i mean that's a solid signing too yeah Um, i I just think they're kind of they're they're looking to help zach wilson right now and just give him as much protection and as much weapons and uh to build that team as and i'll say this in the draft i just anybody but drake one um london i hate i I do not (laughs) like london from um is it from USC? I don't know. Uh, I sure. forgot. I don't know. I watched his highlights, and like it just seems to me he's gonna end up like um, yeah, USC. Neil Harry, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know how that worked out. I just like I don't trust guys without like that can't get much separation. I just have a really bad feeling about him. I really hope we get Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yep. Um. So to go on my last team on my loser list, and I got a lot to say about it. The San Francisco 49. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. And there's, and there's a few reasons why. Now, I will start off by saying they made a few signings that I did like. Um, I liked the, the George Odom. I liked bringing back Kerry Hyder and Ray Ray McLeod. Sure, our special teams had some issues throughout the year, so I like yeah. those. Those are fine signings. Charvarius Ward, we needed corners. We overpaid, but if that's what it if that's what it takes to get a solid corner, I'm fine with it. I'd rather do that than do nothing. Yeah. My issue lies where well, number one, we lost a few guys on the line, which was getting kind of annoying. But you know where my issue lies. You oh yeah, lies. it's the only issue. It's the only issue <laughs> that kept the Niners from possibly winning the last, like you know, they lost them the Super Bowl, and it lost them the championship against the Rams. It's yep. Jimmy freaking Garoppolo. The 49ers are a loser of the offseason because it is April 5th. <laughs> April 5th. And Jimmy G is still a Niner. 
that is a failure by the management in the front office. I have no idea what they're doing. This is, they gave up a lot to get Trey Lance. And I like Trey Lance. I think he's going to be good. This is Trey Lance's team now. We saw Jimmy G hold us back for another season. Why is he still here? <laughs> this is Trey Lance's time to take over. And now if Jimmy G stays on this team, we have a $25 million backup. Getting rid of Jimmy G early on would have made us a little bit more flexible in the in free agency. And we we could it didn't limit it wouldn't have limited us as much. Jimmy G is bad. And the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, and this is a big reason why I question Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, because they they're they're they keep they're holding on to him and they're saying, I saw Kyle Shanahan in a little stupid interview he did, and he said, Well, we're not gonna cut Jimmy G because he's a good football player. No, he's uh, not. No, he's not. <laughs> If he was a good football player, he wouldn't have lost the game in the championship game. And he wouldn't have played. Literally, I've never seen a quarterback play that bad in the Super Bowl. I mean, that was the most pathetic performance I've ever seen. He literally closed his eyes and threw it to the other team. I mean, like, what more, what, what more evidence do you want? He was like, what, four for 11 with like 50 yards in the fourth quarter? Like, are you so kidding bad. me? An interception? Like, uh, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. It's it's insane. And, and shame you know, on the 49ers fans who defend and shame on you. I mean, I you're, it's it's psycho it's like it's like you're are you delusional? Is there something like wrong with your head? Like this guy is trash. Like I'd rather have Mitchell Trubisky. I, would, I was just arguing with somebody about that. Yeah. Me too. I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I like Trubisky more. I think he's a little more athletic. He has a little bit more zip. I don't think he, you know, throws as many hospital passes. I mean, I and it's not like we don't know. Trubisky could become a lot better. He was drafted into a tough situation, and then it would, it just kind of ended for him. We know what we're getting from Jimmy G every week. Yeah, that's the Trubisky. thing. You know exactly what you're getting. So why not take a chance on somebody who at least has some potential to be better? We all know Jimmy's cap. It's yep. a very low yep. bar. Exactly. <laughs> and I was even last season, I was a guy who was totally rooting for the 49ers to bring Trey Lance in. And, and start him in games because I honestly believe that he gave us a better chance to win. And everyone's argument, don't you think we need experience? Don't you think we need somebody who's been in the – no, we don't. Because Joe when you Burrow have a, was in his, like, second year and he brought him to the Super Bowl. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So don't, don't talk about experience. Joe Burrow tore an ACL, played three quarters of a season, tore an ACL, and came back and went to the Super Bowl. I mean, and he was a large part. It's not like he got carried. Like he was a huge yeah. part of that. Like, you know, he was exactly. more, he's more valuable to the Bengals than Jimmy has ever been to the Niners. I've never seen a quarterback get carried as hard as Jimmy ever. Yep. Watch that ever. Packers game. It was insane. Oh. I mean, <laughs> chance after chance after chance, that defense was going up against the MVP, shutting him down. And Jimmy was just garbage. I mean, everyone's going to go back to that one freaking pass oh. where, Kittle dropped it. It's like, oh my God, it's like one pass. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Did you see that interception he threw in that Packers game? That was so oh it's like, yeah. what? And that's always and that's Jimmy G's issue. That's one of his he's got many issues, but that's one of his biggest issues is when he, he's got no pocket presence. And when he finally tries to roll out and create something, he throws a pick. He's, he does it every single time, and that's what he did in the Packers game. It's too. so funny too, because like uh, Niners fans, they have this weird revisionist history. Like, because like I'm at parties with like Niners fans, and like the whole game, I hear everybody's complaining about Jimmy, 
And then like, you know, like a few weeks later, they're like, hey, you know what? Jimmy gets too much hate. He's not that bad. It's like, do you not remember in all those playoff games when everybody was screaming at their TV because Jimmy was closing his eyes and chucking it to the other team? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It is. It, it's it's ridiculous. Jimmy G's not good. He's a bottom, I don't know, eight, seven, nine quarterback. So he's in the bottom realm <laughs> oh, of quarterbacks. Yeah. He gets he's gotten carried all the wins. The 49ers did not win because of him. They won in spite of him. And yeah. that, that's clear. As day. Like I said, I've never seen a quarterback carried so hard. It's like insane. It's it's a honestly, we may never see anything like it again. I mean, that was yeah. ridiculous. The ridiculous. 49ers team played with so much heart and grit. Like, I think they were the toughest team, honestly, last year out of all mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And it is such a disgrace that that guy ruined the whole thing. Hundred percent. I blame game. it on him. And you know, say what you want about Shanahan. I think he's a really smart coach. His play design is phenomenal. Generally, obviously, with a few exceptions of like some stupid fullback stuff he does. But um, <laughs> he, but the 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 thing about Shanahan is like you have to if you you have all these great plans, you have to have somebody who can execute it. And his yeah. false belief that this piece of shit can you know do that when he's proven over and over he can't it's just delusion you know shanahan's delusional it's like he yep. i think jimmy g's charisma has you know corrupted the 49ers front office and coaching staff it's really yeah, sad yeah. to see yeah exactly and you know we blame jimmy which rightfully so because jimmy is bad and he's not good and he's making so much money but we also do have to throw some of the blame on the management, on John Lynch and on Kyle Shanahan for believing in him and for, for putting him out there every single week. We had a better quarterback sitting on the sidelines every single game last year. Yeah. And I, I firmly believe that. I don't, I don't want to Even if you don't that. believe it, you have to at least admit that there was the potential for that to be you know, true. Exactly. So, Even ah. if Trey Lance maybe didn't come right out the gate, he made some mistakes, which is, would probably be expected. Trey Lance's ceiling is so much higher than Jimmy G's ceiling. And it's, we know what Jimmy G's ceiling is. Yeah. It's right here. And Trey Lance is all the way up here, his ceiling. So, you know, the Niners lost this offseason because Jimmy G is still a 49er right now. I, I, I can't believe it. I'm still shocked um, that he's actually still on the roster. I don't know how it's going to look. Um, they just, I would, I would say, honestly, I'd trade a team. I was like, here, like, can you take Jimmy G and we'll also throw in a second for you to take him? Like, <laughs> yeah, I literally would do that. I, I yep, you need to get him too. off your team immediately. Yep. Okay, yeah, exactly. I'm with you. And if they want to keep him as a backup, you know, he better not be making $25 million. Yeah. I uh, guess you could just like release him and then resign him. I, I don't know. I guess, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what they're doing They're The 49ers front office right now is a mess. Um, they're making mistakes. So Jimmy G should not be on this team. So that's when that's when he got to throw some blame on to John Lynch, man. I mean, that's John Lynch. That's literally him. That's yeah. his fault. What are you doing? Why is this guy still on the roster? They, he's got no business being on the team right now. When we got a quarterback who we just gave up so much for, he's our future. And you're going to keep this guy who held us back all of last year. And then now he's limiting us in free agency because we don't have as much money to work with because he's making it's I think it's more than 25 million, actually. I think it's like 20. I think, yeah, I think it's like base sellers, 25 million. It's, yeah, it's, it's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But so Niners are one of my losers. Um, just for that, like I said, I liked some of their other signings. I I'm fine with the Charverius Ward signing. Um, but Jimmy G's on the Niners. So whoever Jimmy G goes, your team would end up in my loser category. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> I think um, Pittsburgh made the right decision 
doing Trubisky over um, Jimmy. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, just like we said, because we, there's room for Trubisky to get better. Although I will say it's weird that the Pittsburgh like didn't even uh, I don't think attempted to like go after Watson. That just really Which confuses me. That's that so weird. weird. Same with Philadelphia. It's like, what are you doing? Like, that you know, weird. yeah. I know. I don't know what they were doing. Um, I th- I kind of thought that's where Deshaun Watson was gonna go. Um, I yeah. thought Deshaun Watson or Jimmy was gonna go to Pittsburgh, but ended up going with Trubisky. Um, so. Those are my winners and losers of free agency. Do you have anything else to add for that? Because that's all I got written down. Uh, for my winners and trying losers. to think some other team. <laughs> Vikings are a team where I think that I was I was hoping they would make more of a big move, and they have. They're just doing kind of some little things. Vikings are a weird team. I mean, I, I I like their roster, but I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's kind of a question I think they should address. And I'm surprised the the front office seems very adamant that Kirk Cousins is the guy. And again, if you just looked at stats, you could say that, but you know, against good team, good defenses and you know, when he needs to win, he doesn't like, I I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah. The Vikings should kind of look into a, like what the kind of like what the Niners did and maybe not in this draft, but check out for uh, look for another quarterback in the draft to kind of pair with Justin Jefferson in the future, because well, Kirk Cousins is better than Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's close. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Kirk Cousins may not be the guy to really get you to that Super Bowl and get the job done. We don't know. But now he's got Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's got a good offense around him. So, I mean, we'll be able to see now because Justin Jefferson keeps making leaps. Um, yeah. But they might have to look for another quarterback, maybe a young guy in the draft. Yeah, so. hopefully. But, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all. <laughs> yeah. So, definitely a wild free agency. Um you know, every morning I'm checking my phone, looking to see if Jimmy got traded. But who am I kidding? That's never going to happen Yeah, because, <laughs> because our management is not smart. So um, sad. So crazy free agency. Um, yeah, it, it's been wild, definitely. But I think it's uh, I think we can kind of transition into the NBA because it's almost playoff time, which is the best time of the year in basketball. Um, yep. the, the NBA playoffs are a total different vibe and energy, and it's so much more fun. I think the last games are on Sunday, so in like five days, the NBA regular season concludes. And a big point of discussion right now is the playing tournament. Well, first off, I do want to ask, how do you feel about the playing tournament? It is the most, it's so dumb. It's like, it's, it's on. I, it's honestly kind of unbelievable how many people don't talk about how stupid it is. Like, why is it here? Like, it's it's back to normal. Like, there's no COVID bubble. Like, what do you? What what's what's the freaking point? Yes, I, I've I, I've still yet to hear a good answer as to what the hell the point is. You should not be I rewarded think- for being, you know, a ten seed. Like, are you kidding me? That, that's ridiculous. Like the Spurs, like as much as I like the Spurs and I'm rooting for them, they should not have a chance to go to the, the finals with a 33 and 45 record. I mean, are you, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I 100% agree. Now, a lot of people say, you know, in certain situations, the playing tournament is okay because if you want to look at a situation like the East where you have the seven and the 10 seed are just separated by two games where it's like, well, this 10 seed, they're so close. But then when you look at a situation like the West, the seven and the 10 seed are separated by 12 games. I am a play in anti I'm anti play. in. I think it's stupid. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's extra. Yeah. It's so extra. There's no reason that 20 out of 30 NBA teams are still playing after the regular season. The eight, 
I the NBA always had the best playoff thing, in my opinion. I thought yeah, it was always good. The one yeah. through eight, it was simple. It was it wasn't with all these stupid, you know, division wild crap, cards, no division dumb. stuff. It's just one through eight. You the top eight teams in each conference was perfect. I think they ruined it with this playing tournament. Um, but so, anyways, Ugh. let's talk about because it's now we have to because it's happening. Let's talk about the playing tournament. Um I'm just if anyone out there doesn't really know how it works, it does get a little confusing. So I will kind of state it. So what happens is the seventh seed plays the eighth seed, and then the ninth seed will play the tenth seed. So the winner of the seven eight, the winner of the seventh seed versus eighth seed will go on to make the playoffs and be the seventh seed. And then the winner, the loser of that game will play the winner of the nine ten. And then that winner will go to be the eighth seed. So essentially, if you're a seven or eight seed, you just have to win one game to get into the playoffs. And if you're a nine, 10 seed, you have to win two games. So, so it gives a slight, it gives a slight advantage to the seven, eight, which thank, thankfully, yeah. like, you know, but nonetheless, playing sucks. It's dumb. Um, and that's yeah. what kind of booted the Warriors out of the playoffs last year. So, you know, that was stupid in its own right, but then we got Moses Moody, but anyways, um, so let's talk about it. East and West. It's uh interesting races here. So, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to change. I think these these four teams are going to stay. These four teams, I don't see the Lakers creeping in in the West. I don't see it happening. So in the East, we'll talk about the East first. Right. Um, the Cavs are the seventh seed. No, we're going to talk about the West first because I kind of want to talk okay. about the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think the Lakers are making the play. I think. Uh, I just nope. think that team. That team is just too bad right now. And. They never picked it up over the course of the season. Can't and San, it. San Antonio and New Orleans are actually playing pretty decent. New Orleans has been playing pretty well recently. So um, yeah. I think the Lakers aren't going to make it. And actually, a fun fact, if the Lakers, if the Spurs lose today, and the Lakers lose today, but then the and then the Warriors play the Lakers on uh, Thursday, the Warriors can be the team that eliminates the Lakers from oh, the playoffs that'd be awesome. on national TV. I would be so excited if the Warriors could eliminate LeBron. Um, yeah, and I don't even, like, I'm not a huge, I don't hate the Lakers. Like, it's just that I hate that LeBron has basically took over the organization, and yeah. he deserves full blame for this Westbrook experiment. Um, it's just, I mean, come yeah. on. It, it's just so, it's embarrassing. You know, he... Like, cause like one of the thing the um you know the LeBron stands like they love talking about is oh LeBron's also a GM like yeah it's like well there you go, um yeah you know I, I mean like what an idiot like you're gonna you're gonna, you could have had DeRozan and Buddy Hield instead you get you know uh, a player who's you know I've never seen a more like selfish style of player as Russell Russell I'm not trying to like hate on him I'm just saying that's how he plays like he doesn't mm-hmm. he's not a great like team guy like you know he's meant to have his own team and be the star of it that's how he's Mm -hmm. built i mean yeah if you were to tell me at the beginning of the season the lakers would only have two more wins than the kings i would have like you know i would have been in shock i'm like you're an idiot but wow yeah this was so pathetic and embarrassing on lebron's part and yeah like oh he scores so many points like whatever like empty calories in my opinion Agreed. And I think this hurts his legacy. And one thing that I did want to point out was the double standards here because LeBron here is an 11 seed and they're not going to make the playoffs or play in most likely. And everyone's sitting here like, well, look what he's doing. Look what LeBron's doing. He's averaging 30 a night. He's doing all he can. Let's backtrack 
to last season. I don't know how you feel about this. Steph Curry carried that team of misfits <laughs> to the seventh seed. And, and everyone was like, oh, he can't carry a team to the playoffs because they got eliminated in the play-in. Uh, he carried him to the seventh seed. LeBron can't even get into the play-in. And yep. we see how bad this Warriors team is without Steph. This team doesn't function without him. They look like a disaster. Yeah, trash the Lakers all you want, but that's a better all-around team than the Warriors last <laughs> year, dude. I Steph was carrying so hard. And, like, exactly. eventually he kind of burned out. And, you know, it's the same thing that happens with Dame with Portland, you know, all these years. Like, eventually if a player is carrying so hard, they just burn out. They can't do it that yeah. that much. And you know, LeBron burned out way faster than, I mean, yeah, he maybe even didn't burn out. Like he just, he never got that team going. And I really thought he would. I mean, I, you know, I thought he was a good enough leader to do it, but obviously he's not. So he's not. LeBron's not a, he's not a good teammate. I think, I just think that's what it is. I, I think Steph Curry's a better teammate than LeBron. I think he elevates his teammates more and you see players leave the Lakers. You see players leave LeBron's team and they, they flourish without him. They play so much better yeah. without him. He holds his whole team back, man. So, you know, LeBron, sorry, buddy. It's over for you this season. Go watch the Warriors while you're sitting on your couch. Um, yep. Anyways, this playing tournament. So right now it's the Timberwolves and the Clippers and versus the Pelicans and the Spurs, if that was if it was to end today. So Timberwolves, Clippers, the 7-8 seed. Who do you think wins that? Uh, Timberwolves. I like the Timberwolves a lot. They um... – I just love that uh, Towns, um, Edwards. I mean, it's just like it's a very explosive team. A lot of like very interesting, unique type of players. Um, and I don't know. They're young. And uh, I just I like them more than the Clippers. I'm not saying the like, Clippers aren't complete trash. They're just kind of, you know, eh, very mid. Mm-hmm. I don't there's nobody in that team that really strikes me as the type of person that's going to like you know, go crazy. Like I could just see Anthony Edwards going off one game, you know, to like take yeah. over and, you know, I, I just have more faith in the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Um, you know, uh, Kawhi, if Kawhi was on the team, obviously it'd be a different story, but obviously he's not. And I just don't, you know, really believe in the Clippers that much. Yeah. I mean, that's Even fair. with I Kawhi, think- I always thought they were a little overrated to be honest. Yeah. Um, well, the, Obviously, the playing can go either way because it's just a one game. It's like March Madness. Um, but I'm gonna take the Clippers in this one. I think I think with Paul George back, I can see the Clippers beating Minnesota. And obviously, it can go either way because Minnesota has been hot lately in the second half of the season. But with Paul George coming back, you know he's already played one or two games. Um, I can see the Clippers kind of rallying over Minnesota. And, yeah. Um, and uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. just happened on my end. <laughs> but uh, um. <laughs> Anyways, my train of thought was lost. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, give me the Clippers over uh, the Timberwolves, and for the for the next game, Pelican Spurs nine ten. So the winner of this would play the loser of the other. So yeah, I'm going Spurs uh, because I've been watching Spurs games, and I love the way the team plays. They they play like a team, you know. Um, yeah. So much different than when you watch the Kings. It's like so insane, like mm-hmm. uh, like how much everybody like there's fluidity. It's kind of, they play almost kind of like, I'm not saying there's um, their specific play is just like the Celtics, but the fluidity about like the team working together is like the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just love the way they play. They have a lot of young energy uh, primo. Um, I mean, uh, and you know, Jajante Murray, I don't know when he's going to be back. Is he back yet? I don't know. Uh, but they've been able to play good without him too. Actually, if you look at the Spurs record without him, like it's not even that bad. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just think that this team has kind of caught fire towards the end of this year. And 
the Pelicans, I, I, you know, I'm not saying they're complete trash or anything, but, you know, I watched the Spurs beat them and I, I just like the Spurs better overall. I feel better energy around that team. Fair point. Um, I'm also going to disagree with you on this one, though. I'm going to take the Pelicans again, playing tournament one game. It can go either way. Um, but I just like CJ McCollum a lot on this team. I think Brandon Ingram has been playing really well. And along with the Spurs, this team has uh, been kind of getting hot as of recent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to say I see the Pelicans beating the Spurs. DeJounte Murray is a beast, though, man. So if he plays, he, that guy fills up the statue everywhere. Yeah. So I could see. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the Spurs won it. So um, so you you would have the Clippers playing the Spurs in your second play-in Yeah, game. the Timberwolves. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So you would have confusing. Then, so uh, who, yeah, sorry about that. Who uh, do you take? Uh, Spurs, again. I think that oh. – yeah, I, I actually do have faith in the team. Like That's I said, it. I really like the energy and I like how they play. I, you know, it's you watch them versus the Kings and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, uh, yeah, just way more energy, way more team fluidity, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that Spurs pick a lot. Like we said, we've they've been playing really well, but um, in my little bracket, I would have had the Timberwolves playing the Pelicans, and I'm just going to take the Timberwolves on that. Um, I don't think the Pelicans are built to be the team that's playing as well as the Timberwolves. They've been really hot, so. My seventh seed would be the Clippers. My eighth seed would be the Timberwolves. Um, and uh, by the way, yes. I definitely think the Suns would beat the Spurs. No question. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, absolutely. I can agree. With I think this. I think the Suns are the best team in basketball right now. Well, yep. it's close actually, but in the West they are not close. Yeah. Um. So let's uh, let's go to the East because the East I think is a little more interesting. Um, they're playing because it's it's uh, really really close for the most part. Um. So the seventh seed is the Cavs. The eighth seed is the Hawks. They I'm going Hawks. The- Nine seeds of Hornets in the tens of the in the nets of the ten seeds. So Cavs and Hawks. Yeah. Who you Hawks, got? Hawks, Hawks definitely. I uh I believe in Trey Young. Um, you know, the Hawks have been playing better as of recent. Uh like I said, I think there there's a lot more energy on that team. I know it's kind of like a weird term to say, but like just from watch from what I've watched, I don't know. I just like that team a lot better. Um the Cavaliers, I don't know, they seem to have not done that great against, you know, like really good teams and uh you know they're very young um i just don't quite believe in them yet um i have more faith that trey young can lead his team to a dub mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm with you on that actually because i think that i think trey young is a guy who shows up when it matters um and, mm-hmm. and, and we've kind of seen that time and time again and i think i think trey young and also the Cavs. i'm not sure if jared allen is back i don't think he is they've been a mess without him um, so I can, I definitely see the Hawks. I think it'll actually be kind of an easy win. Um, even though the Cavs have been playing pretty well, I mean, this season, they've been playing bad recently because we know Jared Allen, but give me the Hawks to beat uh, Cleveland as well. Yeah. Um, nine, 10 Hornets nets. Let's, let's, let's point out the elephant in the room here. The nets are not a legitimate playing team. They don't, they have no business being there. They've <laughs> just been, they've been screwed with injuries with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving with his little part-time gig, uh, I don't know about you. Again, one one game series, but I think the Nets easily cruise over. Charlotte. Yeah, I really want the Hornets to win, but yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going to go Nets. <laughs> that would be crazy if the Hornets. I would be the so Nets happy, team. dude, because I'm just so sick of hearing the media talk about the Nets all the freaking time. I'm like, oh, yeah. And um, also, I hate Ben Simmons, so screw him. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He won't be playing in the in the playing tournament. They say he's still what with a, his little injury, but yeah, um, injury. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that injury is because it kind of Ment- mental injury, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, Dude's a basket but, case. But yeah, he is. Um, but the Nets should be able to roll over Charlotte. Yeah, no problem with Kevin Durant carrier. Oh yeah. Um, and then the the next set of playing games, we both had the same. It would be Cavs versus Nets. I am uh, going Trey. I'm gonna go with the Hawks. No, no, I think. it would be it would be right? the Cavs because the the Hawks. Oh the my god! Yeah, sorry. It's confusing. Yeah. No, it's confusing. So weird. I know. Uh, uh, it would be. Oh, then nets. obviously the Nets. Yeah, me too. Never mind. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah, I thought this. But if there ever is a theoretical matchup between the Hawks and the Nets, I actually am gonna go with the Hawks. I don't. I know like why. that I just, pick. I just like I. I have a good feeling about Trey Young. Trey Young and yeah, Luca this year. I just feel like they're gonna they're gonna go far. Trey Young is sick. I mean, he he's super good. And I, you know, if they if they end up losing to Cleveland, and then they beat uh and then they go against the Nets if the Nets beat the Hornets and they batch up in the next round of the play-in. So yeah. Um, so we both had the same for the for the East. Uh our, the Hawks would be the seven and the Nets would go from 10 all the way to eight. Um, so like I said, the Nets don't belong in the play-in tournament. I mean, geez, they're a top team in the league right now. So um, you know, we'll see we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how the play-in plays out. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh <laughs> Um, anyways, that was pretty much all that I was going to have talk about the plane and the NFL free agency. One more thing I did want to cover that we kind of touched mm-hmm. on right in the intro is the MVP race because this, this season is coming to a close and it's getting spicy. Yeah. You, got, you got Jokic, you got Embiid, you got Giannis, and then you got guys like D-Book because D-Book is, is the leading scorer on a one seed. Um, you got Luka who's putting up crazy numbers. So who is your MVP right now? Giannis, 100%. Honestly, and I like Jokic a lot, but I just easily think it's Giannis. Um, yeah, I would go Giannis, Jokic, then Luka. Embiid's not oh. even – Embiid's number five, to be honest. I'd rather I don't I – don't, I think he's he's so overrated. If you look at his efficiency, he's not, a, he's not nearly as efficient as these other guys. Uh, he's a foul merchant, uh, you know, a flopper. He flops more than LeBron. Um and, you know, people underrate the Sixers' overall talent. It's ridiculous. That guy is such a fraud. I can't stand him. Um, you know, obviously, he's better than Ben Simmons, but that's a really low oh, bar. Man. So, um, I don't think – I think Embiid's, M- M- Embiid is third on my list. Um, I think that – I don't think he's fifth. Uh, he definitely gets a lot – he definitely gets a lot of free throws for sure. A lot of guys do as well. Embiid gets a lot. Um, but Embiid's been kind of a monster this season putting up absolutely ridiculous numbers um so i have him at third uh so you out of curiosity you were to have Giannis, Jokic, <laughs> luka who would be the other guy above him if you were to booker have him? Booker. that's fair Indeed. i think i think we have to give devin booker a little bit of uh, we got to give him his flowers yeah. because he's a leading scorer on yeah. the best team in the league so yep um that's fair I, I i used to have chris paul above him on my list but I mean, Chris Paul's been injured for a while now. They're still playing really mm. well, so give me that. Yeah. Uh, and then Tatum's Tatum's right there for you know number yeah. six. And yeah, that's that's five a good maybe. Too. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep him beat at five though. <laughs> Tatum over and beat. That's spicy. I mean, yeah. I could. I don't know. Jason Tatum's been playing really well recently, so and leading that Boston Celtics team pretty far. So yeah. Um. Anyways. I think that, that that pretty much covers all of it. I'm stoked, man. This is my first episode of the new pod, uh, The Night Shift. I, I appreciate you coming on, Vince, and talking yep. about me. Thanks. 
Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, this was a lot of fun. We'll definitely have you back on at some point. But for now, thank you everyone for listening. If you got this far, um, keep listening. Stay updated. I'm gonna make an Instagram and a TikTok soon, so you can you know follow follow me on there. You'll be able to see it. Probably like the night shift or the night shift podcast, something like that. Um, but that I think that'll be it for me. Right on again, Vince, for coming on, and we'll be back. I'll be back soon. We'll have Vince back on soon, no doubt, though. Yeah. But stay tuned for another episode, and that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace.